0: story. Greetings listeners and welcome back to Dark Corner. My name is Kyle Kaufman and I'll be your host on today's episode. With the holidays quickly approaching, I thought it would be a good idea to do a Christmas scary story. So the name of this episode is called Ho 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 and is going to be our holiday episode, if you will. Uh, The writer is Cameron Townsend, who did write last episode, Crunch, which I know some of you enjoyed that one because you sent me messages on Instagram saying how it gave you the willies. Yeah, give me the willies, too. Like I said in the last episode, like the movie Arachnophobia did to people with spiders. Ugh, I can't stand roaches. But anyway, brand new episode today. It's called Ho, 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 and uh, thanks again to Cameron Townsend for letting us read her short story. And without further ado, here we go. Ho, 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 written by Cameron Townsend. Hello, it's me, called Jack Gano, smiling as he entered the darkened foyer of his parents' house. Anybody home? The door made a woof sound when it closed but no one answered him. Realizing they were out, he flipped the light switch by the door. Nothing happened. Hello? He called more loudly. He noticed in the living room on his right that the Christmas tree lights were on and a small fire crackled in the fireplace. Apparently some of the lights were working and his parents planned to return soon. After trying two more switches with no results, he headed for the dining room to go through to the kitchen, pausing to try the wall switches. Stupid breakers, he muttered as he made his way through the darkness. "'Scott, are you here?' He called to his younger brother. No response. "'Mom?' "'Dad?' Nothing. When he reached the kitchen, Jack saw the hood light above the stove and the coffee pot was on, but none of the light switches in there were working either. He opened the refrigerator for a bottle of iced tea, relieved to see the interior light come on and that everything was still cold. He unscrewed the lid and he tipped the bottle to his mouth, then started to leave until he spotted a note on the counter. "'Dear Jack,' We went to Bob and Ann's to see the twins. Took Ginger. Back soon. Love you, Mom and Dad. Jack sighed. He should have brought his laptop to work on his client's counteroffer on a house while he waited. He took a drink of the tea, then decided to watch television. As he turned to go into the family room, he heard a faint thud, as if something small had fallen somewhere, and he stopped to listen. After a long moment without hearing anything, he was about to continue into the family room when he heard the noise again. It seemed to come from the living room, so he started back through the dining room to investigate. Before he was halfway in the room, something small ran out of the darkness surrounding the dining table. Dashed across his path, scurried around the corner and down the hallway to the bedrooms. Startled, Jack halted. What the... He leaned to look down the hall. It was pitch black. He could not see a thing. Ginger? Here, Ginger. Come here, girl, he called, giving a crisp whistle. He then recalled the note that said the little dachshund was with his parents. So what had run down the hall? Thinking that a stray cat may have gotten in through the pet door, he went as far as the hall door and flipped up the light switch. Nothing happened. When two more tries failed, he just listened. Nothing. Hello? He called out. He listened some more. Still nothing. Jack rubbed his chin. Maybe it was a possum. Where were the flashlights? He turned and had started to go in the kitchen when he heard whispering coming from the living room. Who was that? He had not heard anyone enter the house. Were the windows open? Maybe someone broke in. Careful not to let the wooden floor creak. He crept in the direction of the voices. He paused behind the claw-footed reading chair by the door and surveyed the living room. In the far corner, a golden-winged angel in white robes topped the ceiling-high pine tree trimmed in white, golden crystal ornaments and twinkling white lights. A huge wreath speckled with golden pears, of partridge and a gold bow hung above the mantle. Below the wreath, swathes of pine bows draped the legs of three clear acrylic deer and two tall acrylic pine trees. The bow's ends gracefully flown down on either side of the fireplace. Here and there around the room were a miniature antique baby buggy, an old-fashioned tricycle, two or three Santa and Mrs. Claus figures, and a wooden rocking horse. Arrangements of Christmas cards and the fresh scent of pine were everywhere. Also everywhere, to Jack's vexation, were a dozen or more porcelain-headed dolls from his mother's collection. Except for the two boys in knickers, they were female and wore period dress from the 1800s, lots of lace and ruffles, and bright shimmering fabrics. Their glossy hair and gowns were long, their shoes either laced high top leather or ornately beaded satin slippers. To everyone who saw the dolls, they were beautiful. To Jack, they were just creepy. Their shiny glass eyes seemed to follow him wherever he went. It's especially unsettling were the twin boy and girl dolls that were as tall as his knees and looked so much like real children that he often expected them to talk. The boy sat on the rocking horse while the girl pushed the buggy. The way the flickering fire cast ever-changing shadows on them They appeared to be moving. Jack drank some more tea and sat on the sofa until he noticed the doll sitting beside him. From the corner of his eye, he thought she was smiling. He could see her tiny white teeth. When he looked directly at her, her mouth was closed. Just a pair of pink rosebuds. Uneasy, he stood and moved over to the clawfoot chair. As he sat, he thought he heard whispering again and looked around the room. The boy on the rocking horse was looking at him. Jack looked at the other dolls. They were all looking at him. Something under the chair brushed against his left leg. Instantly he jumped and bent to look under the chair. Not seeing anything, he sat back down again. Now the boy on the rocking horse was rocking. Not much, but enough to be noticeable. Baffled, Jack stared at the boy. Eventually he stopped rocking. But he still seemed to be watching him. Annoyed, Jack rose and went over to the doll to adjust its head to face forward. He then went to each doll and turned its head to look anywhere but at him. As he went back to the clawfoot chair, he heard whispering again. There seemed to be several voices, male and female. The talking was so faint that he could not hear what they were saying. The the moment he sat in the chair, his eyes fell on the rocking horse boy. He was looking at Jack again. An anxious scan of the living room revealed all the dolls were looking at him. He could see the firelight glitter in their accusing eyes. Eyes fixed menacing on him. CRASH! Jack flinched at the noisy, breaking glass, then jumped up and hurried to the kitchen to see what it was. Halfway through the dining room, something darted out of the kitchen and ran under the table. He quickly bent to look for it, only to catch a glimpse of a shadowy form vanishing down the hallway. He straightened and thought for a moment, then went into the kitchen to find a broom. It was not much of a weapon, but it was the best thing he could think to get just now. At a crunching under his feet, he stopped abruptly and looked down. A glass had fallen from the counter and broken on the floor. He stared at pieces in bafflement. How had that happened? He was the only one in the house. Or was he? After cleaning up the glass, Jack took the broom and went into the darkened dining room. This time he took out his cell phone and used the illumination to light his path along the hallway. Wearily moving the phone around in all directions, he went from bedroom to bedroom using the broom handle to lift bed skirts and pull clothes in the closets aside. In the two bathrooms, he used the handle to poke and then push back the shower curtains. No one else was in the house. All at once, his cell phone rang. Surprised, Jack fumbled the phone and dropped it. As he bent to pick it up, he saw two yellow eyes floating in the darkness under his parents' bed. His heart began to pound. The phone had bounced just under the bed and continued to play the retro ringtone. The glowing eyes blinked twice and held their stare. Not knowing what the thing was, he grabbed the phone, stepping back and shouting, What do you want? as he rushed from the room and down the hallway into the living room. Geez, you don't have to bite my head off, said his wife Christina, sounding hurt. I just wanted to know when you were coming home. The baby's out of formula. "Oh, I'm sorry, honey, Jack said out of breath and eyes fixed on the hall. I had the phone in my hand and the ring startled me. He swallowed. Sure, I'll get some formula on the way home. Thank you, babe. How much longer do you think you'll be? Our little man has to go to bed in an hour, you know. Yeah, I know. I'll be there. I'm waiting for Mom and Dad to get home. They should be here any minute. Okay, let me know when you leave. When nothing came out of the hall, Jack's eyes darted about the living room. Except for the boy on the rocking horse and the girl pushing the baby buggy, none of the dolls seemed to be where he remembered seeing them. Um, sure, honey. Okay, I'll call you. With that, he disconnected the call and began to examine the dolls. Did the one standing to the left of the fireplace always have blonde hair? Was the one on the couch in a yellow dress or a green dress a few minutes ago? Where was the doll in the blue dress and white bonnet? Had the boy in knickers been sitting in the middle of the couch or on the seat back? The whispering started again. His heart started to gallop. Jack quickly went to each doll and looked keenly at its face. The voices were getting louder and louder, but none of the painted mouths were moving. I, I know. Uh, we're watching Always watching you. Suddenly, the front door swung open. A burst of cold air and something else rushed inside, making a rapid clacking on the wood floor that caused Jack to gasp as he spun to look at it. Hi, honey. Did we scare you? Asked Jack's mother as she came in behind an excited ginger. Jack exhaled in relief. No, you just surprised me is all. He reached down to pet the leaping dachshund and glanced over at his shoulder. Rocking Horse Boy was rocking again. Feeling a chill up his spine, his eyes raced from doll to doll. Their expressions all seemed to be mocking him. Sorry about the lights, apologized Jack's father. We had too many appliances going earlier and I forgot to reset the breaker. That's the problem with a lot of these older houses, said his mother, It's always something. Honey, will you go and reset that breaker now so we don't have to sit in the dark?" Yeah, I'll be right back, answered Jack's father. So how do you like the Christmas decorations this year? His smiling mother asked Jack. Pretty neat, huh? Her question broke Jack's fixation on the dolls. Yeah. They look really nice, Mom, he said, forcing a grin. His heart began to slow to normal. Did you get some new dolls? I did! The one in the white bonnet is new, she explained and so is the one with brown hair and the yellow dress. Jack looked over at the dolls. Does either of them talk? His mother laughed. No! They don't talk? Why? The lights came on. Well, I was in the kitchen and I thought I heard talking. Oh, that was probably just the neighbors. She went over to the front window and moved the draperies aside and slid the right window panel closed. We hear them all the time. The boy on the rocking horse stopped rocking. "'That black cat that lives across the street ran out Ginger's doggie door while I was outside,' said Jack's father as he returned. "'You better check her food. He usually eats it all.' "'That little stinker,' said Jack's mother. "'He gets up on the kitchen counters, too.' Hearing this, Jack let out a relieved sigh. "'So that's who broke the glass,' he laughed. "'The craziest things were going through my head while the lights were out. "'Between the broken glass and the voices, I thought someone was in the house.' oh that's funny said his mother she pinched his cheek poor baby come into the kitchen and tell us all about it gee i do feel silly jack chuckled following his parents as he began relating the story of coming into the darkened house and hearing voices and seeing things in the shadows the three of them left the living room as they did every head in the living room turned to watch them go and then smiled All right. Well, that was Ho, 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 written by Cameron Townsend. It was a creepy little one, wasn't it? The little dolls looking at you, or are they looking at you? Uh, There's a new movie coming out, I believe next month, called Megan, which is about a life-size doll that a little girl gets as her best friend, but the doll's got some serious Chucky issues. (laughs) And if we're going to do a killer doll next month in a movie, it's the holiday season, why not do some dolls in this one. So when I came across this story, Ho Ho Ho, from writer Cameron Townsend in her book, which is on Amazon, called Seven Strange Little Tales, A Week of Bedtime Stories, I thought this would be a good one to do for December. And uh, if you are interested in reading more of Cameron's work, like I said, you can find her on Amazon. And she has an author page on Facebook. And she's also the author of the Lenore Gray novels, which you can find on Amazon and Kindle Unlimited. So that wraps up this episode of Dark Corner. Ho, ho, ho. Please feel free to share this podcast with your friends and family. We would greatly appreciate it. There's no better advertising than word of mouth. Also, we're always looking for new writers to submit their work for future episodes. So if you are a horror writer or know a writer, please visit our website at SebastianFilmsUnlimited.com. Click on the podcast tab and follow the instructions to submit. We will be back with a brand new episode in two weeks, so have a wonderful, safe holiday season, and we'll see you soon. Have a hauntingly good week. This is Kyle Kaufman, your host of Dark Corner, signing off. This episode of Dark Corner was created, produced, and edited by myself, Kyle Kaufman. Our opening music was composed by Mauricio Prideo. Background music during read provided by Mulei Tamie from freesound.org. This has been a Sebastian Films Unlimited presentation. You can visit our website at www.sebastianfilmsunlimited.com and find us on Instagram at Sebastian Films Unlimited.